Well, hello. PCSing is stressful. One of the most stressful parts for some is the very beginning, picking your orders. The questions we all ask every time we're up for orders, the statements we make, we seem to all wonder the same stuff, in my experience at least. Then there are those who get exactly what they want when they first apply. Does any of this sound like you? Don't worry, because this podcast is going to be split into two parts to try to make some of this clear. We have to start, though, with the skeleton of the operation, the behind the scenes of what we see when it's time to select orders. I'm MC2 Brent Pyfram, and this is Ears Adrift. It turns out that there's a lot that goes into each sailor when it comes to assigning orders. Some of us believed it, but uh, we didn't know for sure. For instance, detailers don't pick the billets that are available. Ever heard of a placement coordinator or a rating evaluator? Luckily, I have interior communications electrician first class Gordon Grove, who is both at Millington. I see one. Good morning. Could you sum up what you do for me, please? I work on the upstairs floor in an area called Purse 413, and what we do is we do placement for the Navy. I think the easiest way to explain this is every command has something that's called an alignment. And this alignment is made up of billets. And these billets are, for most people see them on my Navy assignment as jobs that get advertised. Well, in placement, our main job is to make sure the right people are in the billet. So basically, it's like a mess of utensils. You put the forks where the forks goes, the spoons where the spoons go, and so on, right? That's kind of the concept. We, we take what we have and we um, make sure the alignments are right on the command. What this ultimately does is it lets the fleet, it sends the right demand signal back out to the fleet, so the TICOM and the fleet readiness integrators. They will know if a command is, is missing, say one of those utensils, like if they're missing a certain sailor of a certain type. That's really what we do. Is we kind of monitor the system and the program and make sure all that stuff is lined up. This is critical because certain sailors are needed for certain systems aboard the ships. Now, one important thing to keep in mind is the detailers are the advocates for the sailors and the placement coordinators are the advocates for the Navy. We're, we're making sure the ships have the right people that they need on board. The way that process works is every available billet, so like every every billet in the Navy that's not filled with somebody, so they don't have somebody in it, has a potential to be advertised. So how we do that first is my Navy assignment has an algorithm in there and it puts a priority number on that. There's a couple factors that go in, uh, ships that are FDNF, FEC war, ships in there about to deploy, they're gonna get a higher priority, maybe than a, a ship that's not in that situation. Then we look at how many people are in their window to apply for orders that month. So say if it was five, we advertise five billets. So then in my Navy assignment, we take the top five prioritized billets and we uh, what we call is a flip and we, we flip them. And those become the, the billets that sailors can apply to. But there's a little bit more to it. We, we flip the top five based on the algorithm in the system. And then we send that list to out to the, the fleet readiness integrators and TICOM. They re, and they review it and make sure it makes sense. That's the kind of the human factor, making sure, okay, we have a ship that's about to floor. I see it's, it's not prioritizing my name assignment, but it is a priority because may, maybe something happened. Maybe they had an unplanned loss or something like that, and they need to be able to fill that. So then they come back with their suggestions of wants to swap out. Okay, now that we know this position exists somewhere in the Navy, let's talk about the billets. I've noticed they changed a lot. 
You coordinate with different people throughout the fleet, TICOMs and others, to figure out which billets are available and will be available or what's hot and what's not. Then you present that information to the detailers. Am I right or am I a little off here? Yeah, and I, I think that's what you just said. Like I said, one, I think is one of the biggest mis misconceptions out there because sometimes it's such a mystery about what goes on here. But the detailers, they have uh, certain constraints um, with, you know, what they can do. One, they don't they don't pick the billets that are advertised. I've just, you know, explained that those billets come through a review process and they're really driven from the fleet back to us saying that, hey, we really need these jobs filled. These are the ones that are really important to have filled. And they, then they do change. On, on the fly, you can watch my Navy assignment and you're like, you can see where, you know, where there's a lot of confusion happens is when I do that preset, everything I do in my name is time happens real time and uh, sailors can see that. <laughs> okay, let's try to make this simple. Let's say a sailor sees San Diego is available for him to pick. They run off to talk to someone who's been to that command. Hey, I got San Diego. I can pick San Diego. What do you think about that? Blah, 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 right? Then he comes back and applies for San Diego and it's not there. Bahrain is there instead. Oh no, what happened to San Diego? That's because the TICOMs told IC1 that that type of sailor is more needed in Bahrain than in San Diego at that moment. Thus, IC1 switched it. Ha ha, you're not going to San Diego, you're going to Bahrain, ha ha ha. Remember, our goal is to keep the Navy at the peak of readiness and manpower. I check and I go, yep, it makes sense. It, you know, they should move that even though it wasn't priority based on the algorithm and we switch it out, and then all of a sudden, you know, people are calling the detailer asking, well, what happened to this building? Thing. They had nothing to do with it at that time in the process. The only time they come involved is during the application phase. But I see one, algorithms, 12 months out. You know what we noticed? We noticed that there's a cycle where it's a small amount of billets and then a larger amount. Since you essentially set them, how does this work? Because it's heartbreaking sometimes to find only five or six billets. Well, the, the process for the uh, Setting my Navy assignment, I guess, getting it ready for uh, billets to be advertised, which I think is, you know, the, the big show. That is, uh, you know, a two-month process. We start, um, as soon as this cycle ends, they start writing orders. They start, you know, filling, filling these jobs after the selection. Sailors start start taking off, start doing their thing. Um, it gets a, it's a little quiet in the building at that time. At that time, we are looking at alignment on ships, making sure that, um, the right people are in the right spot. So we're sending that correct demand signal to the next time the cycle comes around. And then, then the detailers release a thing called, uh, we call them roller numbers. And the roller numbers are how many people are going to be able to apply for orders next cycle. And the way we get these roller numbers are there's some numbers we go with, like three of them. It's called 100%, 50%, and 10%. And you know how everybody gets basically three looks when they're applying for orders and they're in their first, second, and third window? Right, right. So we, we get the roller numbers today. We say, everybody all, everybody that's in their third look, we are going to advertise 100% billets to fill them. So I think if we use the number 10 for each one, it would make it makes pretty sense. So if there's 10 people that are in their last look, there's going to be 10 billets advertised. If there's 10 people that are in their second look, we're going to do 50% of that, and there's going to be five billets advertised. And then if there's 10 people in their first look, we're going to use 10% of that. So we're going to pick one. So total, we are going to advertise 16 billets what? for the 30 people that 
are in currently in their negotiation window of a certain period of time. If that that makes sense. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Is that how y'all do that? So the reason we do that, anyway, because some people will go, "Well, we've got thirty people, then why are there not thirty books?" We need to keep the supply steady. We need to make sure that there's always going to be enough people to fill the bills, and it gives people some time to make choice. We also know that people in their last list got to go somewhere, so it, it works. It kind of gives them 16 choices instead of just 10, but then sometimes there's people that are in their first look and they get selected, and that's because when you're in my Navy, one, maybe they're, the, maybe they're the only person that can fill that job. Maybe nobody else is qualified to go overseas. The job has to be filled. When it's put on the thing and it's an open must fill, it's saying that the Navy needs that person. So sometimes that's just the luck of the, you know, the luck of the draw that you go in, you get selected first time up. Maybe you didn't want to or anything, but you are the best fit. The Navy needs you. They don't try to do that, but that's why it's important to get on my name assignment, update your application. It's very important to call your detailer. You'd be surprised how many stories I hear that, um, you know, somebody all of a sudden they get orders and they don't want to, and they've never had a conversation with a detailer. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's jump back to your other title as placement coordinator. I've heard a few PSs or admin folks mention an alignment and it has something to do with the billets that were already on the ship. Now that you're here, this is a good chance for you to clear this up for anyone who doesn't know. Okay, so where the rating evaluators kind of work with the detailers, the placement coordinators, we work with the ships, and uh, we make sure that we'll do MC, for example. Uh, We'll look at just the MCs on board a ship. Uh, One, we're making sure that the MC1 on board is in the MC1 billet. You know, the MC2 is in the MC and so on. Like we're making sure everybody's in the right one um, because you don't want to be on a ship where all of a sudden you have uh, a bunch of MC1s and MC2s and they're all the way down in the MC3 bill. So you don't have that balance of uh, supervisor journeyman and a session, which is uh, the terms for the, the pay bands of all the pay grades. Uh, session being E1 to E4, journeyman E5, E6, and then supervisor is going to be E7 and above. And we, we, we do these alignments. Um, we work with ships if there's um, somebody's orders need to be modded, if they want to do an op hold on somebody, um, if they want to change a PRD. We're kind of like the belly button for the, the ships. Ships should be going to us to ask questions about their manning, and we are the ones that provide them direction. Okay, stay with me on this one. Basically, If a ship is wanting to advertise a voided first-class petty officer billet, but they have three first-classes sitting in lower-ranking billets, they don't need an actual first-class to come in. What they need is a realignment to balance out the ship's force. Think of it as moving one of the first-classes from the current billet into the voided first-classes billet, thus voiding the lower-ranking billet so you could possibly bring in a third class, which potentially is cheaper and you have a balance of leadership to junior sailors from first-classes to seamen. I know that's a lot to take in, and I'm out of breath, so I hope that makes sense. (laughs) I see one, you being a key piece of this PCS puzzle, there has to be something that you'd stress to a sailor that is up for orders at this point. From the rating evaluator side of the house, understand that these billets are selected off the priority of what the Navy says needs to get done. So if you're here for the Navy to serve, then know that you are going where you are desperately needed to maybe go be an LPO somewhere, 
to pick up on a system that they need you to be able to work on. So wherever you're going, whatever you're selecting, they're all important. Uh, from a personal side, just to reemphasize, please be reaching out to your detailer early on. Talk to them. There's not only the billets that are within your rate, there's also special programs if you can go there. Talk to them. Get smart about these things. Find out if you qualify for any, you know, special pay incentives. You know, a lot of people will go back to back sea duty and there's, there's incentives for that sometimes. Whatever you do, don't sit there, stare at the billet, hesitate to apply, do nothing or don't ask questions. Make sure you are reaching out to NPC and hearing it firsthand so you can make, you know, the best choice for your next four years. You know, take control while you can. I see one Grove says that when he rotates to his new command, he's going to preach how Manning works because his passion now is that people understand it more. So I thank IC1 Grove for his time and I wish him the best. It's been a pleasure. There's a skeleton to this process, but it's the meat that we are immediately dealing with. And on part two of this behind the scenes podcast, I'll speak directly to a detailer to get our questions answered. Well, that's all for this episode of Ears Adrift. Keep us on your radar for new episodes each month. You can catch us on your favorite podcast sites or at our website at www.ah.mil. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm your host, MC2, Brett Pyfram. Stay safe. See you soon.